You may be aware there is a preliminary election coming up on January 17th for the Quincy Ward 4 City Council seat. There will be four candidates in that special election vying to get on the final election ballot, which will be held on February the 7th. We're so pleased to welcome one of them to the program today. Joel Buenaventura is joining us here in studio to tell us a little bit about himself, about his background, and about his reasons for running for City Council. So Joel, first of all, very nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you, Joel. Appreciate the opportunity to yeah. talk to you and learn about your candidacy. It's going to be it's going to be a quick one, right? Yeah, as everyone knows. Well, it's been called the sprint. Right. It's quite. It's, I, I can't believe I just I just came from City Hall this morning and we drew the we they drew the order of the election of the names on the ballots for the preliminary oh. on January seventeenth. Oh, what order will you be on? I will be third on the ballot. Third on the ballot. And I'll post I'll post some pictures on my Facebook and later so okay. people can see Hopefully great so please tell us the uh the joel bonaventura story the story you're gonna have to help me with i sure will <laughs> with uh well i'm a lifelong resident of quincy okay my parents and i myself and my sister we came to quincy in 1976. Um, we immigrated from the philippines um, actually we lived in boston for a very short time my mother uh, is a physician and my father was an attorney in the Philippines and actually was an attorney. He was a licensed attorney here. Uh, my, what happened was my mother was working at Middlesex County Hospital and she was a house officer and basically around that time she, got, she had to get a new job and she got a new job at what was formerly a, the Long Island Shelter but it was, a, it was a, a hospital at that time and she was a house officer there. Really? And we lived in uh, North Quincy on Bay State Road. And then eventually we got to Common Street in, in 1981. Okay. Um, I started out, I went to grammar school at Sacred Heart School, which was now folded into, um, I think St. Anne's and St. Mary's closed and it got all folded into, and Sacred Heart did close and it got folded into Quincy Academy. So I was went there, I graduated in 1984 if I recall <laughs> my dates, it's hard. Sure. It's hard then after that. Um, again, Catholic education, I went to BC High after oh, that. Okay. Yeah, I did. And uh, after that, I sort of went a little off the path of a Catholic education. I ended up graduating from Sarah Lawrence College in, in Bronxville, New York, um, Yonkers, New York. It was an undergraduate degree. I, I mainly studied biology. I was interested in sciences back then, but Eventually after that, I graduated. I did a master's. I was thinking before then, I did a master's of public health at Boston University. Hmm. So I was kind of interested in healthcare interests. And th those interests actually brought me to, I worked at MassHealth for about a year, a, li a little over a year. I interned and- yeah, for, uh, for the state? Yeah, oh, the okay. state. It was actually the division of medical assistance back then. Okay. So, um, and I worked there, I did. I had a graduate student internship, and I was a budget analyst there for a very short time. Oh. And then I sort of said, "Hey, this is. I think I need to learn a little more about healthcare and the law." So I became an attorney, or I went to law school. Okay. And, and I became an attorney. Yeah. But uh, where'd you go to law school? I went to law school at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Oh. Uh, I mean, I did it because very expensive <laughs> education. I think I'm. So uh, I, w I was able to, I was able to have the opportunity to go to University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, and I came back here, and I got a I found my way back here. It's, it takes a while to get a job, 
as a lawyer, but I did eventually get a job at the Massachusetts Department of Public Health where um, I pretty much was involved in the regulation of nursing homes, long-term care facilities, and mainly there's, uh, for nurse aides, when they have to get a job, when they have to practice or work in a nursing home, they have to do the, a certification, mainly like a license. That's right. And I, I took those, at an administrative level, I prosecuted those cases whenever there was neglect, abuse, or misappropriation. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I, I have a very, um, I have a very special feelings about elder care, elder services. And eventually, at that point, probably like 12 years into my career, I switched gears and I had an opportunity to work here in Quincy, mm. which was great because... Back home again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back home. Yeah. Uh, back home because I worked, my office was uh, on Washington Street in Boston. And so I had an opportunity to uh, work for the National Association of Government Employees, oh, which sure. is a union. It's a union. It's actually a national union, but our locals comprise federal locals. So our members are persons who work for the Veterans Affairs and um, for civilian employees at military bases. That's mm -hmm. mainly the federal division. There's a lot more going on there. Um, and also many of the state agencies, um, such as MassDOT, uh, EOHHS, also the trial courts. We, um, I represent those employees when they go into uh, when they get disciplined or terminated, mm -hmm. when they're going through tough times, somebody always needs a voice. Sure. I've been doing that for three years. And that's sort of my, that's what I'm doing. So I'm sort of in a nutshell, right? <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell, yeah. in a nutshell. So you work at the Nage Building? Yeah. On the Burger yeah. Parkway? Okay. Right across from the Quincy Center T. Okay, all right. Yeah. Many of you might be familiar with that building. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> so. so, and your family, do you have family uh, of your own now? Yeah, I, no, I live with my mom. Okay. We live on Common Street at 29 Common Street. And uh, been my, my father passed away in about 2015. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, yeah. uh, so it's just been my mom, my sister, my sister, and my nephew, and my brother-in-law live uh, on the, in New York. In, oh, Harlem, okay. in East Harlem. Sure, sure. So, I mean, really, eventually following in your dad's footsteps, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was an attorney in the Philippines, so okay. he came over. Uh, martial law was declared, so <laughs> so the family sort of had to make some <laughs> sure, sure. quick decisions under sure. that Marcos regime. Um, so this is kind of your first run, though, at elective office, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So tell me about that thought process. Well, yeah. how'd, that, how'd that happen? Well, I had worked on campaigns. Um, pretty much for like 12 years. My friend, my friend Kathy Chan, uh, who was an attorney working in the AG's office when I knew him and from my, who worked for Michael Morris, when oh, he right. ran. Okay. I, I volunteered on his campaign. Um, I've helped on other city school committee campaigns, other candidates, Democratic candidates. I've been doing that for like 12 years. But this is my first time thinking about it. And I guess it, was, it just sort of popped up um, I can't give you like a super explanation okay. to it, but I guess when I heard that that the counselor was going to become a judge and he was resigning the seat, I saw I saw a special election, and I thought to myself, well, I would really I thought about really Ward Four and the people of Ward Four, and I really thought that they they needed somebody in this interim time because the the special election is really for the remainder of his term. <laughs> And just I, about a year, right? Yes, it's even, just yeah. about a year. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm someone who has the skill, skill sets, or at least 
at least I, I have the advocacy skill sets. I mean, I know it's a it's it's a it's a learning process mm -hmm. in terms of going from from an advocate like a legal advocate as opposed to going to a politician and representing a neighborhood. Right. Um, I mean, I am aware of, of of issues, and I thought just during this time period, I thought this would be a, this be a time that that I could go do a campaign, knock door to door, kind of the old fashioned way. I want to meet people, mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. who's out there. I've been knocking doors, wow, <laughs> since October. So yep, okay. So and and before that, I was even uh, knocking doors. Uh, I was helping out the Democratic slate uh, of candidates. Oh, all right. For the midterm elections? Yeah, okay. for, for those elections. Are you a um, member of the Ward 4 committee? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, I've been on that committee for quite some time. Sure, sure. Quite some time. So how's the door knocking going? What are people telling you? What's your general feeling about what folks are feeling in Ward 4? Well, I mean, my general feeling is, as I said to the, the Quincy Sun and the Patriot Ledger, I mean, people are very, it's kind of interesting because, you know, there are a lot of families who've lived here quite a long time, invested in this community. And there's a lot of changes, but again, I mean, I've, I've lived there since 1981, so, so, you've so seen you, a lot of changes. Yeah, so you're seeing like a half, a, almost a half a century sure. of, of thoughts. But I think the sense is, my sense is, a lot of people really enjoy their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. They they love the idea that they were raised here, or even if you're raising a family, they love that idea. But there's also that almost the change, you know, the the traffic, mm -hmm. you know. I mean. A highway cuts through mm -hmm. our ward, mm -hmm. so a lot of people are those intersections, those major intersections: Quincy, Fern uh, Furnace Brook, Adams Street, Quarry Street, Furnace Brook, and the the rotary, the Furnace Brook rotary at that exit. Um, they they definitely <laughs> they definitely are are upset, or they de they definitely want to make sure that 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 they can get through traffic <laughs> right. at least. And I, I know that that's a general problem, general issue. Um, with development, too. Absolutely. I mean, that leads to the the next issue, which is obviously they are interested in not overall in the city development, but also we have sort of two big development, maybe three <laughs> development projects going on. So they'd like to they'd like to make sure they preserve the integrity of their neighborhoods okay. and their families. Uh, I guess you do bring up. I guess and this is not a campaign issue, but um, it's more for a development. There is a big development, I believe a 46 unit development going on at um, at the intersection of Copeland and Fernsbrook. Yes. And it's going to be at the next zoning meeting on January 10th. Okay. So I, I, I would just really appreciate it. And I, I would really appreciate if my neighbors or anyone who has an interest, because that's going to change the makeup of that neighborhood. The, there was an initial meeting on that and the zoning board did table it or put it off put it off until January 10th. So if anyone out there has opinions, either for or against, I would really appreciate it at the next zoning board meeting on January 10th they, at six o'clock that they get their voices heard on okay. that. Because it's, it's just a very important issue. Sure. I think it's beyond the campaign. It's one of the gateways to the city right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, uh, and I think, you know, uh, and it's just uh, that project's been bandied about and talked about. But again, during COVID, um, it's just a very important issue in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. 
Look at I, you, you're already doing constituent <laughs> services here, Joel. <laughs> no, I just, no, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not me about the campaign. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure any of my opponents would also point people. But you also live there, right? You live in the, in the ward. Well, it's yeah. It's an issue you're concerned about. Well, would you call yourself pro-development? Uh, I mean, I think it should be smart development. Okay. Right. Um, obviously, when I look outside of, I live, Common Street's right on the border of Ward 2 or Ward sure. 3. So when I look out of my drive, think, uh, I'm very blessed that I, 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 ha I can work in Quincy, but when I look at the driveway at 7.30 from Adam Street to probably Genassif, those of you who do walk through, <laughs> who do go through Common Street, um, it's just backed up. It, it, it was not like that even maybe 10 years ago. Sure. And it's just, and one of, one of my door knocking neighbors on Common Street did mention that she's like 90% of the city must go through my house every day at the intersection of Quarry yeah. and Common Street so it's just it's just we have all of these intersections and our little bypassways so smart developments yeah, yeah smarter yeah. development are just thoughts about thoughts about how we can I mean I think lifestyles have changed I do understand people do want to live in condos and I also understand the need for housing, but I also do understand, again, going back to what I said earlier, it's, it's almost the integrity of the neighborhood. I think people come to Quincy thinking, also wanting to raise their families. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, for me, I mean, I had opportunities to grow up here. And there is that. I mean, my parents were able to raise a family here. Yeah. And I'd like, I, I just definitely would like people to have that same feeling. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I mean, again, it goes back to my elderly <laughs> issue too. I mean, things that I hear in the, the obviously, we're living in a time of inflation, extreme inflation. Yes. So my elder, my elder folks, or my older folks, uh, they're also concerned. Mm. I mean, they're concerned about their taxes. I mean, they're not. Un I understand that the last we're going to get a reduction in property taxes, but there's also a raise in our valuation. So d definitely would want to. I'm a little concerned about how that goes about. I'm I, not I wanted to ask you about uh, how you feel about the administration's current budgetary process, if you will, and, and spending patterns and, and, and the way it, it handles the city's economics. Yeah, well, I, I'm still learning okay. at it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there. I'm sure the the ward feels certain ways, one end yeah. and the other. I mean, I, it's something that I, I would want to learn a little more about. Okay. I mean, I think. I think the big thing about any budget is understanding transparency. Mm. Also, making sure that making sure people know. I mean, people want people pay property taxes. My mom pays property taxes. I help my mom out because I live with her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, we want to know. We want to make sure because it, it literally is almost like if you're somebody who invests. I mean, those taxes are like an invest. You're investing in the community. You want to make sure you get whatever value it is you're thinking about it. Sure. I mean, it's a little different. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking like corporate law here <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and organizations and corporations. And Quality of life issues, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, major projects right now, the, the public safety complex is, yeah. is big on the agenda. Is that something you think the city needs? Yeah, obviously. I mean, okay. we, want, we want to make sure our neighbors, people are protected. Sure. I mean, help our police officers. Um, public safety, definitely. But also, it's almost like growth is you have to figure out how spending is. That's a, it's, a, it's a very tough, mm. tough subject, obviously. Everyone could, could, could always spend up, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. we could think about inflation, too. Uh, one Ward 4 issue that's on the agenda right now is the proposal to lease Granite Links to Quarry Hills Associates for 99 years. I'm sure you've heard about that. Yeah, definitely in, yeah. Definitely in the news yesterday. Again, going back, I mean, I don't know too much about the issue other than, again, it goes back to 
transparency. I mean, I, I understand it was talked about at the city council. There was a little news on the paths. Were the paths, are the paths there? Did we follow up on that? And in the interview yesterday, I believe on WBZ, they were saying, well, the paths are there, but the signage isn't that great. Mm -hmm. But again, it's always about transparency, like, again, how are the taxes being paid on that? What is the obligations to the taxpayer when they go into this, into this lease? Again, it's it's mainly a transparency issue. Okay. We definitely want to, I mean, I would want to see more transparency on issues like that. And, okay. Um, and, you know, and I don't think it's a difficult thing. It's just, you know, you want to make the administration better. So when you ask questions, you're actually, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, like, sit down and say, no, I disagree. I mean, mm -hmm. it's always about, it's a question about signaling and relationships. I mean, yeah. as a lawyer, um, I, I think... What people don't realize is, you know, when you're a lawyer and you're representing people, you're in the same forum. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have to build the goodwill and you have to build that relationship. Whether you disagree or don't or agree, I mean, that's, you just have to build that relationship. Yeah. Have you thought about, um, like, what committees you'd like to serve on on the city council if, if you're elected? Um, just obviously, finance ordinance. Um, there's, there's a senior citizens committee. There's, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I, I want to do anything I can to help my yeah um, uh, that that that's just a special place for me but yeah. okay I have not really given it too much too much thought yeah. I mean right now right now the thoughts are campaigning trying to win the seat trying to um, trying to put together knock doors learn more about the issues mm -hmm. I mean mm -hmm. as I say it's it's really a work in progress when I was on the quarry board I had no idea what the, <laughs> how a board <laughs> works or quarry, yeah quizzy Asian resources oh, okay. board okay um, but you know you learn and you develop and yeah. you figure out what are the projects how do you get your donors <laughs> do you think the city does a good job um, servicing immigrants yeah I mean I mean this is a city of immigrants so mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean uh, Ward four in particular right Ward four Ward four is probably I don't think people realize it's diverse. I think everybody thinks when you think of Chinese population, North Quincy and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think I think it makes sense. But however, I know in the past there have been issues about are there translators at the police station? Right. And that was probably, a, that, that's more of a decade old. I don't think it's more of a present issue. Obviously, we have we have some issues, recent issues on on hate crimes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I thought I don't necessarily couch uh, what happened at Wal the Wallston Tea. I mean, and I, and I applaud our, our counselors and the police and the city for putting together some forums for that. And then this most recent crime, uh, most recent I incident, like literally across the street right. from here. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it's improving. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's a perpetual issue almost. Mm. Um, well, there is an open position, as you know, for the uh, diversity, equity, inclusion liaison, uh, the mayor has called it, uh, that has not yet been filled. Do you think that's that needs to be filled? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think diversity, inclusion, I think it's a diversity. I mean, these are issues I've also worked on with yeah. Boston at the BBA. I was on the diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. BBA? Uh, Boston Bar Association. Gotcha. So these are issues that that I mean they're fundamentally something we have to think about I mean it's kind of interesting that that the race uh, that the preliminary falls on February 17th and the January 17th yeah January yeah. 17th yeah. excuse me and day after Martin Luther the King day, day after Martin right. Luther King Day so um, um, we really do have to kind of 
kind of figure out how we approach diversity, equity, inclusion. I don't necessarily think it might be, it would be great to fill a position, but I think it's just how we understand. Mm -hmm. Understand, I mean, I think when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, sometimes also the inclusion part of that equation. Mm. I mean, we, we just need to understand each other better. I mean, I don't know how we get there. Do you think the public schools do a good job doing that, Joel? Uh, again, again, there was that, you bring up that issue from last year. It's been a year. I, it has been, yeah. I actually, I actually wanted to follow up with one of the student leaders. Uh, he just went off to college. Okay, yeah. I know you had a tough first semester. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's a, I, I'm aware of him. He's, he's a child. He's a child of a friend. So, so, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it's that perpetual understanding. What did we do to follow up? I was right. at, I was at, actually at an event for uh, uh, Congressman Delahunt when they named the courthouse, and they said one of the things he did was put together a high school, di a high school <laughs> when he was. Wow, this was like twenty years, right, so, right. twenty-five years ago, but he did put put together a forum. Something like that. Okay. I mean, I think we can do a little more to do that, to make understanding. But again, I'm not, again, I'm not as dealt, I'm not on, on the PTO, so I'm not sure what they're doing right now yeah. or what's happening in terms of understanding. But um, If elected, how would you kind of uh, correspond with your constituents? Would there be uh, community meetings? Would there be electronic outreach? How, you know, how do you plan to kind of communicate? Yeah, that is with the ward. Yeah. That's such a tough question yeah. now because I think, uh, even on my palm card, I I prefer face to face communications. Okay. I love meeting, talking to people, hearing. You can talk to me for like two hours. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll keep listening, <laughs> keep listening. But I think in this in this day and age, you know, I think we we have to people text each other a lot. People, so I mean, I think there would be like a social media electronic component to it. I would like to go back to a style of having a c community meetings. Uh, I mean, especially on development projects and anything. I did one one of the things in the campaign. I did try to reach out to the Quincy uh, Ward Four Civic Association. It, it's kind of sort of on the wayside right now, so maybe we have to figure out. I wasn't aware there was one. Quite honestly, I know there was okay. one, but okay. uh, it's a little. It's a little. It's it still exists. It's just not been active. Not too active. Okay. So Act maybe re-energize that. Perhaps? Yeah, re-energize. Yeah. Find folks who would like to do a, yeah. a civic association. Um, I mean, I think we. Wardport is an interesting place. Yes. To, um, it's it's a lot of different neighbor. Uh, like I say, as I say, it's economically diverse, and it's racially diverse. But it's also the neighborhoods al almost are very different to a T too. It's just, you know, you have Brewer's Corner, you have the people who live over by Quarry Hills mm -hmm. on the other side. Mm -hmm. They're just very different sorts of neighborhoods. I mean, they get together. I mean, when I go to church, you know, at St. Mary's, that's where I see my yep. <laughs> a lot of my neighbors. Yep. And, or unless you run for war, war counselor and you knock everybody's door. Right. Um, right. But yeah, so um, I think, but people are in the know, you know. People okay. are in the UP. I mean, people go to like, I'm, I'm sure like they go to the Donut King, they go to... Uh, <laughs> uh, they go to the, uh, they go to Emma's, they go to like um, Granite Street Cafe, and you know, I mean, people are in the know. You'd be surprised yeah. at, <laughs> like, first, it's like my mom and I don't show up at church one week at the four o'clock at St. Mary's, and the people are like, where are they? What happened to them? <laughs> or even when I vote, even when I vote, the, some of the people who work 
So they're like, oh, they haven't voted. And we're like, well, we, we vote, we've been voting by mail, that's why. Right, but, yeah. But people ask, I mean, people always, people have your back in Ward 4, you just don't think. So if, uh, if you win, would you run for the full two-year term uh, in 2023? Yeah, I mean, yeah. never say never. I mean, I'm not gonna say right now, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested right now in making sure that someone fills that term for the one year. We'll see how it goes, okay. and I'll make a decision. Let's see, I just have to know the schedule. I didn't look up the schedule before this interview, so I'm when you actually have to pull papers. <laughs> oh, for the, uh, for the... For that. Okay. Uh, but that, yeah, that, I mean, that would be in the back of my head. Yeah. But right now I'm thinking, I'm really thinking about, about the concerns of filling that need. Like I said, I mentioned, you know, if there's another development, somebody's, somebody has to, like, make sure the neighborhood knows okay. and All right. get people informed and just get through this, get through this one year. Okay. Um, can we uh, get some information about how to get a hold of you, uh, Joel, uh, for folks who have questions or comments? Well, you can definitely call me, okay. text me, uh, 617-750-2512. Okay. Okay. The other way you can call, you can um, visit my website. It's still under construction, but it's joelbuenaventura.org, www.joelbuenaventura, like my name. Dot org. Uh, right now it's under construction. Hopefully I will get that up. I have a, a political website on Facebook. Um, it was actually on, it was actually printed in the Sun, um, in the Quincy Sun. Mm -hmm. And I also have a Twitter website. Okay. And uh, that's, that's about it. I think I have, you can email me at joel at joelbuenaventura.org. Um, or you can, my other email is jb2446 at gmail.com, but I don't want to overwhelm people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Many ways to get a hold of you, then. Yeah, you can find me. Anything else you'd like to uh, let folks know about you right now? Yeah. yeah, well, hopefully I get a chance to meet all of you. Um, I think that's, that's about all I have to say right now. All right, well, we appreciate you coming in and, and telling us your story, and um, we wish you uh, the best on January 17th. Oh, yeah. There'll be uh, two candidates uh, left. Uh, after that election, and then the final on February the 7th. So we encourage folks certainly to get out and vote, certainly. Oh yeah, and also, I guess, can I add something on? Please. Yeah, just also make sure, there, is, there will be, from my understanding of the clerk's office, there will be absentee voting, absentee ballot voting. Yes. I believe the deadline, I don't have it, it's, it's I think it's in early, it's January 7th or 9th. I have to check that, but um, there will be absentee. There'll be mail-in, and there'll be early voting um, as yeah, well. So it's all I, on the city website. Yeah. Yeah. So I would encourage anyone. To, uh, I would encourage anyone who wants to vote um, to take advantage. I know also, you know, it's inclement weather, so <laughs> <laughs> we're in that inclement zone of snowstorms and right. so. So anyone, just make yourself that those other options are available to you. Okay. Okay. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Okay. And thank you for watching us here at AM Quincy. I'm Joe Catalano. Please join us again next time.